0: what is the bible about if you were to ask that question of a dozen people you'd probably get a dozen different answers but if you were to ask the apostle peter this would be his answer to jesus christ all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins that's found in acts 10 verse 43 and from that passage and others like it we learn that the entire bible is centered on Jesus Christ and His Gospel. This is Gospel Talk with Pastor Wes Bradenhoff. We invite you to join us this afternoon as we consider God's Word and what it reveals about Jesus Christ and His wonderful good news. Here's Pastor Wes Bradenhoff.
1: Well, good Thursday afternoon to you. Welcome to another edition of Gospel Talk. I'm glad that you've joined me. This week on Gospel Talk, we've been dealing with John 17, verse 3, which comes out of Jesus' high priestly prayer, where he says, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So we've been looking at what it means exactly to know God. To know God means to be in a relationship of fellowship and communion with him, a positive relationship of fellowship and communion with him, a covenant relationship, if you will. And yesterday we began discussing the how of knowing God. And we saw that the how is really quite simple. It involves resting and trusting in Jesus Christ, believing the gospel, believing in the Savior whom the Father has sent. If we're to know God, if we are to relate to him in that personal, intimate way, that way of relationship, of fellowship and communion, we need to fix our eyes on Christ. We need to look to him in faith. And the way we do that is with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, it is rather odd at first glance that the Holy Spirit isn't mentioned in John 17, verse 3. But he, well, he isn't mentioned there. He is mentioned earlier in chapter 14. Now, remember, as we've been looking at this passage, we've noted that this passage takes place at the last Passover. And six chapters of John's gospel is taken up with what happens at the last Passover. John 14 is part of that. In John 14, the Holy Spirit is described as the parakletos, In English that's often translated as the comforter or the counselor or the helper. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would teach the disciples all things, that he would bring to mind everything that Jesus had said, everything that he had taught and everything he had done. And the Holy Spirit did that very thing. And today, the inspired Word of God, the inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God testifies to all that. The Word, the Bible, is the instrument or the tool of the Holy Spirit to help us to know Christ, and so thereby also to know the Father. The Word is what reveals Christ to us. From Genesis to Revelation, in some way, shape, or form, it all testifies to Him, it all points us to the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are a number of things that we can take from that. First of all, to know God personally, we need personally to be students of the word. And that applies to all of us, that applies to me also as a as a pastor. You know, as for for pastors, it's easier it's easy to be studying the Bible without being a student of the word. It may sound strange, but it's true. You can study the Bible because that's what you do as a pastor. But there's a danger that you don't really connect it. You don't really get connected with your heart and your mind and your will. And so pastors need to preach the gospel to themselves. I need to preach the gospel to myself before I can bring it to you over this through this radio program and before I can also bring it to my own people. But then there, there's also the important thing that all believers should be preaching the gospel to themselves. I would hope, friends, that you would be doing that, that you would be preaching the gospel to yourself every single day, that you would take refuge and joy and comfort in all that Christ has done for you. Look to him in faith and, you know, you you rehearse the gospel message in your mind or you can even do it out loud. Every single day you said to yourself, I am a sinner. I have broken all of God's commandments, have never kept any of them. And yet God, without any merit of my own, without any works of my own, has given me the free gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. I have a Savior who lived a perfect life in my place. I have a Savior who died on the cross for me in my place. I have a Savior who has risen from the dead for me. I have a Savior who is seated at the right hand of God for me. I have a Savior who is coming back to judge the living and the dead, to inaugurate the age to come for me. We need to be busy with the Word. We need to be busy with the Gospel. We need to be constantly engaging it. We need to be digging into the Word of God so as to to know Christ and to know the Father. And here we can also think of how important it is to study the Bible, not only on our own as individuals, but also with other believers. There, there's something to that, you know, when you study the Bible together, not, not taking some book that, you know, mentions the Bible here or there, but actually getting together with other believers with open Bibles and going through the Bible, looking at Bible verses together, trying to understand the word together, that is a a, a valuable instrument in helping us to grow as Christians. So, first of all, we need to be students of the Word. And I would say, second of all, to know God, His Word also needs to be open in our homes. You know, that is something that is so crucially important, something that is so often neglected in our day and age because of people's busyness and so on. You know, the Reformation, one of the great gains of the Reformation of the 16th century was that people were able to have Bibles of their own. And Literacy was becoming widespread. Fathers were able to read the Bible. And so regular daily family worship became an an important part of the Protestant Reformation. Today, it's virtually lost. Very few people are doing it. I would say to you, friends, that if you are a father, especially you have to make it a priority to lead your family in worshiping God, reading the Bible with them, explaining the Bible to them, singing praises to God, praying to God together. Lead your children into the riches of the gospel so that they will know Christ, so that they will know the Heavenly Father. And so God's word being open in our homes will be an important part of our knowing him. And a third thing is that, we submit to God's word as it's proclaimed to us every Sunday. His word is centered on Christ and the gospel, and it's that gospel that will encourage us and strengthen us and lead us to know God better. It's the gospel, the good news, that powers a Christian life to God's glory. As we, as we come together for church every Sunday, we should be having those words of the Greeks in John twelve twenty one in our hearts. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. And you should, you know, you should tell your pastor that too. You should go to him and say, you know, this is what my longing is. You know, John 12, 21, that summarizes what I, I would really love to hear every Sunday. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. And your pastor is is a weak man. He's a sinful man, just like I am. And... Sometimes he's going to fail, and sometimes he'll disappoint. But pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for your pastor, that he would proclaim Christ and the gospel, that he would faithfully proclaim the whole counsel of God for your salvation. And if he does not preach that way, if there's a consistent problem with that, I would urge you to hold him to account not in a in a rude or a controversial or adversarial kind of way but but go to him speak with him personally don't email him meet with him for a coffee or what have you if you can and j- just say to him you know I'd really like to hear Christ preached I want to hear the gospel proclaimed and if you are in a church and, and if that doesn't produce changes, then I would suggest that maybe you do need to think about going to another church. But if you are in a church where that good news is being proclaimed, friends, then you have the responsibility also to respond in faith. Make that good news your own time and time again. Every time you hear the promise of the gospel, that's the kingdom of heaven being open to you. And you accept it by true faith. That's the kingdom of heaven being open to you. And that's not something that you need to do just once, but every single time you hear it. The gospel is not just for the beginning of your Christian life. It's for the entirety of your Christian life. You always need the gospel. And so with the Holy Spirit and with the Word, we can know Christ and so know the Father. And that brings us to one last question this week, dealing with John seventeen three, And that's when do we know God? And that related to that would be, when does eternal life begin? You know, with this question, there are two sides. Because on on the one hand, we noted earlier that when Jesus says this, he implies that God is noble. He is noble in the here and now, on this earth, in this age. There are those who have eternal life right now in this world. By looking to Christ in faith, by searching the scriptures through the work of the Spirit, we can know God well. And we can know him today. There is a knowledge of God that every believer can lay claim to at this very moment. And so knowing the Father and the Son, having eternal life, is something that is beginning right here and now for everyone who believes. Nevertheless, there is remaining sin. The remnants of our old nature are still there. And so this knowing of God, this knowledge that we have of God, is often marred and it is imperfect. Though from God's side, the relationship never fails. From our side, there is often weakness and sinfulness. Sometimes there are doubts. Sometimes it feels as if God is hiding himself from us. At times like that, as at all other times, where do we go? We need to take refuge in God's promises. Sometimes there's backsliding. Sin entraps us, captivates us, and we we drift away from the Lord. Times like that, we need to repent, need to confess our sin, and again, fix our eyes on Christ. When you think about it, from our side, there's much fickleness. We're fickle, easily swayed one way or another. There's much to be desired. And that leads us to groan. And look forward in hope to the age to come. We look forward in hope to the fullness of eternal life that waits for us hereafter. As believers, we can be confident that when our heart stops beating, immediately we will go to be with the Lord. If the Lord returns before we die, we shall live with him forever in perfect fellowship. However, we're brought into his presence, we shall know him fully and as perfectly as is possible for a creature. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Loved ones, friends, the gospel gives us this great hope of living with God in a perfect relationship. Let me ask you, as we come to the end of this program, do you desire that? Do you long for and hope for that perfect knowledge of God? I think we should all say it with the psalmist. Whom have high in heaven but you? and earth has nothing I desire besides you. Friends, I'd encourage you to say it with me in your hearts. God is my all in all. God is the highest. He's the one that I desire to know and live with forever. He's the one that I'm impressed with, the one that I want to glorify into endless days. Indeed, can there be anything, can there be anything more important than knowing God?
0: Thank you for joining us today on Gospel Talk with Pastor Wes Breidenhof. We hope this program has been a blessing to you. Our goal here is to preach nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The churches that support this program share that goal. One of those churches is the American Reformed Church in Linden. The Linden American Reformed Church gathers on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. We're located at 8868 Northwood Road in Linden. We'd love to have you join us. More information about the Linden American Reformed Church can be found at our website, www.lyndonarc.org. Again, that website, www.lyndonarc.org. You can also drop us a note if you'd like more information or if you have questions. Feel free to email us at hotmail.com Again, that's gospeltalk, all one word, at hotmail.com. You can also call us toll-free, 1-866-288-1087. Again, that number, 1-866-288-1087. Thanks again for joining us, and we pray that the gospel of our Lord Jesus would continue to richly bless you. This has been Gospel Talk with Pastor Wes Bradenhoff.